It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, one team looked like a professional baseball team, and the other was the Cincinnati Reds. We are here to talk with Paul Holden from Locked On Rockies about this wonderful series, again, for the Rockies, not for the Reds. And by the way, I'm Jeff Carr. That's Stephen Offenbaker. We're here. This is a crossover Locked On post-series crossover. Thanks for making Locked On Reds and Locked On Rockies your first listen of Today, we're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team, every day. And yeah, Steve and I have got a lot to talk about when it comes to the sadness of this Reds, but we're going to do that on another podcast. We're going to have fun looking at these last three games with Paul Holden. First of all, Paul, uh, this series was good, at least for you. So what was your first thought coming out of a series sweep over the Cincinnati Reds at Coors Field? It's the Rockies doing exactly what they needed to do. The Rockies, this, I, I've talked about this, the, the the start to the season, and I'm curious, I'm sure you guys are pro, might be in the same boat, or at least people not familiar with the Rockies might be surprised to see that the Rockies are currently sitting well above 500, well above. It got real shaky there after Philly, but the team's above 500 heading into May. Uh, they beat the Dodgers in the opening series, and they uh, actually weren't historically bad on the road yet. Uh, they actually went out and won a road series before the month of I think it was July it might have been June that they won their first road series last year I know this to be true the Rockies didn't reach four wins on the road until May 24th last year the Rockies that was when the Rockies won their fourth game on the road and so for them to go on the road and play fine ball in Detroit, then get absolutely waxed by Philly, uh, you know, and and played kind of similar what we I'm sure Reds fans felt like just really ugly baseball, something that we that 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 you're like, what is this even a pro team? But then they come back to where they against a team that is struggling mightily in their own confines, takes care of business, gets a sweep, increases that record. The Rockies have to keep winning right now because there's a dreaded San Francisco road trip around the corner, and that's really where I think the Rockies season is going to like take a one is going to like become super challenging. So the Rockies taking care of business against the Reds is a great way to wash away that that Philly series that was so tough and and, and should build momentum for another series where the Rockies should be successful against the Nationals here at home. Well, I tell you, and, and and I almost forgot to say this, but today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts, and where it starts for us, Steve, I think, is way different than where it starts for Paul. <laughs> well, I'm I'm a little confused. He keeps using this word when. What 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 is, what that? is that? What what can can Paul? Can you break that down for us? What does that mean? So I have to be. <laughs> I have to make it clear. Cincinnati is near and dear to my my heart. My my I have family from there. My girlfriend's from there. I've spent many a time in Cincinnati. I've spent many a day at at Great American and it's dis- the, the Reds shouldn't be this it's bad for baseball if the the Reds being this bad I think with the because you just hear the heard it on the Rockies broadcast the whole time the tradition and the history and for the season to start not only the performance on the field honestly the the worst the bigger sting for me as a uh, you know uh, bandwagon quote unquote Reds fan or someone with ties to to the franchise is the way the comments from the at the beginning of the season from front office and organ and the organization uh, that 
that completely kills all momentum for your fans, especially when a team that you knew was going to struggle. This team is struggling this bad because you set the precedent at the beginning of the season that bad. And and because you knew you were turning to young guys. You knew you made the trades. And, you know, I'm I, as, as someone who's in the market, I'm glad to be watching Jesse Winker and Eugenio Suarez. They're on a <laughs> on a fun team, on a cool on a cool Seattle team. But it was tough because Seattle or not Seattle, Cincinnati, I feel like, again, shared some similarities with the Rockies. Competitive window, opportunity to do something good and, and big. And instead of spending the money in free agency, you don't. And then you trade away a bunch of the pieces of your team and and, and you're left there. The Reds tore, tore it way further down than the Rockies ever will. But um, I, I, it's bad for baseball for the Reds to only have three wins on the season this year. And and honestly, you sit there and, and, it's, and it's great because the Rockies are bouncing back, but it is just like... Man, this was a Reds. I can relate because this was a Reds team that was that was playoff bound not that long ago. Yeah. Let me ask you this, Paul, because from being a person outside looking in, uh, you know, Jeff and I sometimes get just so locked in on what's going on that you know it's fun to ask somebody outside the market. If if I told you you could fix one thing that you saw with this Reds team over this series, you could do one thing to try and make them better. What would you do? I, I think it, it just starts with just acknowledging the fact that this is who you are and, and being and having a realistic approach from your front office, detailing the actual plan forward. If you're going to rebuild, embrace the rebuild, because what's been frustrating as Rockies fans is they never will embrace that and they'll just make moves and they'll do things that it didn't make sense. And it took a lot of dust in the air for the to settle and us actually looking at this Rockies team and kind of being like, oh, Okay, this is why the Rockies are in the place. But the Reds, it's been a while. Like, why aren't we doing this? Why aren't we building? A, why is Nick Castellanos not getting a phone call at least? I mean, okay. especially for the, the, the money that he signed for. And on top of that, if you could get Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos for less than what the Rockies got Chris Bryant, why isn't Kyle Schwarber hitting and playing center field in, in Cincinnati? With a lot of these, I mean, Jonathan India is an exciting young player. There's some pitchers on the Reds that are that that should be exciting. Not whoever started yesterday. I think that that, that one might need to be. Um, yeah, he's in AAA already. Like that um, that didn't even take that long. It was, uh, I, I, think, I think the third worst start in a Coors Field game in like in Coors Field history. I think it's only happened two other times where someone has let up six earned runs with n no outs in the first inning at Coors Field. I wonder about that mound visit from David Bell. Did he go out there and was like, give me the ball and go clean out your locker? Like, did he do it right there on the mound when he made the pitching change? I mean, like, at, at, at least Louisville. you can sit there and you say, Coors Field, Coors Field, and you just throw your hands up and you run away as fast as you can and, and, oh. and, and get that. But... That's the thing. And it's just I, I my change for the Reds would to be actually embrace your identity and actually embrace your tradition and treat the fans and the players it, with, with respect. And honestly, I, I, was, I, I previewed this, so I'll hit you guys with my my uh, sports radio hot take. If I was running the Reds, I'd be trading Joey Votto. Yeah, I, I yeah, don't it, think Joey Votto. I, I don't think Joey Votto should be on this team at all. I, I think Joey Votto is struggling because he's he's going through what Trevor Story went through last year with a, a, I think the relationship is probably rockier than we know. But Joey Votto's too nice of a guy and 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 too public and you know he likes being that goofy kind of guy still that we that we won't see as much of that. But um, 
Joey Votto needs to go be a vet on a team that needs a, a, a vet in a playoff run and he can contribute, especially with the universal DH and, and the fact that he can play first base. It, it, let Mike Moustakis finish. Mike Moustakis has done it. He's already gone and made the playoff in the championship runs and done all that stuff on other teams. Let a player that deserves to be in a bigger spotlight do it. I know Votto is is Mr. Red, but but if you've already traded everyone else, Votto drowning at as someone who watched someone drown at first base uh, on a non-competitive team <laughs> for most of his life, uh, you know, his he had way more injuries than Joey Votto. I, I just think that tear it all down. Stop kidding your stop kidding anybody and, and don't don't let Joe, don't let Joey Votto go through this when he's already gone through so much as Mr. Red. He has embraced being a Cincinnati Red, he has been the guy for the Reds. He has always come up and shown up to play. I, I just think that if uh, if I was to make a move, I think someone you could you get that little another extra boost, get another couple of young guys in, get another vet to come in. I just think Joey Votto deserves a little time to shine and and, and not peter out on a on a honestly. I, I wish I could say this nicely, an awful Reds team. Oh no, awful is. <laughs> being nice actually yeah, and, that's very, and honestly, that's very generous thank you yeah. <laughs> honestly paul i think you're reading my mind because we we're going to go into this a lot of detail steve and i on our episode where we kind of review the month of april when it comes to the cincinnati red side but yeah no i i agree with you i, I think that's something that needs to be broached by this front office but i want to kind of circle back because the rockies have really had a nice start to this season. I want to get your feelings on that as a whole coming up here in just a minute because the betting lines on the Rockies are going to continue to move into the minus. They're going to be more of a favorite, especially at home. The Rockies were an amazing value for me last year when you're talking about going over to bet online because that's where the game starts. But also when you're looking at bet online, there's some good odds for the Stanley Cup playoffs when it comes to Colorado. I know you know, Paul. I know right. you know who the, the favorite go. who the favorite is. You know who the favorite it, is. Is are the Avs the official favorites? Are they it, are they actually Bet Online's favorites for sure? According to Bet Online, plus five twenty five, nobody with better odds to win the Stanley Cup this year. I love to see it. I'm, I'm a hockey bandwagon guy, but the hockey playoff should be exciting. Arguably one of the best playoffs, the thing. And and what's cool about Bet Online is when you you place your, your Stanley Cup bets, but don't forget about your baseball, hop in for that live betting because then you can jump in right there and get in on the, you know, get it. People love the under on the first six innings, first five innings type of, type of <laughs> bets and props that they have. So, so don't miss out on the live betting over there, too. Well, as it's as it stood here recently, you're probably making a lot of money if you're betting the under on the Reds' total runs <laughs> scored per game because um, they're not scoring very much. They didn't score a whole lot in this series against the Rockies, but you can check out all the great lines like that. Stanley Cup playoffs, NBA playoffs are raging through the conference semifinal series. Have gotten started. A lot of great action there. Check them out. All at Bet Online. Dot net plus you can get great sports info props odds and lines on everything else i mean there's a great ufc card coming up this saturday it's all at bet online where the game starts all right we kind of tease it a little bit here paul because uh, this start is very 
encouraging for this Colorado Rockies team. And this is something that I think if Reds fans were honest, they were hoping against hope that this is what would happen for the Reds. They would surprise a lot of people because I know that with the moves that the Rockies made this offseason, they added a lot of great talent. But I think a lot of people were still wondering how good this team is going to be. Are you ready to use that G word when it comes to the Rockies? At home, yes, <laughs> I am the, the the Rockies are a good team at home. Uh, to be determined how it goes, and obviously they they have only play they've played very little against the division. The NL West already showing to be in the month of April to be a juggernaut yet again. The Padres seem to have their pitching back at least so far. The Dodgers are the Dodgers, and the Giants that have, seem to have not missed a beat. So when the Rockies start going up against and matching up against their division talents, we'll see. But I I am I still going to entertain the Rockies having a path to contention this year to a, a, a an extended wild card. Yes, that's that is my ceiling for the Colorado Rockies. It is not a division title. It is not a a, a first wild card slot. The Rockies uh, a great season for the Rockies is nabbing that third wild card spot or just narrowly missing it uh, due to something that comes down down the line. But the Rockies have gotten great performances from players that they've brought in and and had players that have been ice cold uh, and and backed up. For example. Jose Iglesias has come in and really started swinging the bat well for Colorado. Uh, it's it's been pretty great. No one expected that to happen. And and again, it's only April, but we're getting production from a lot of areas of the lineup. Connor Joe has been a huge surprise. And if you're if if you're looking there for for uh, fantasy baseball fans, if you need someone to stash, go get Connor Joe because he's I mean he's already hit multiple home runs. He's been a dynamic leadoff threat. Man, I'm seeing a lot of uh, I've seen a lot of head shaking, a lot of head wagging. I guess I forgot that these players have some uh, ties Dude, there. Don't yeah. they? My God, everybody in the league talks about how good their players are, and they all used to play for the Reds. I don't even <laughs> I, I just I don't even know what to do at this point. Well, Connor Joe's the craziest one. I mean, he I mean he really came up and 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 he just his approach at the plate last year and just the 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 impact he had on the small amount of games that he played last year was insane. Enough that the Rockies believed in him enough to make him the lead off everyday starter. Uh, you know, for for the Rockies, he's either DHing or playing in the field and. He has an amazing approach at the dish. He, he he was started off hot, hit his cold streak. I mean, it's baseball, but it's someone that I value the fact that will go up and take into a 2-2 count, take into, uh, you know, isn't afraid to let that pitch on the outside corner if it's close and, a D, and the, in the right count go. Uh, and again, C.J. Crone. I, I know Major League Baseball doesn't want to tweet or say anything nice about C.J. They have to put C.J. Crone in the league leader graphics when they just because he's statistically there. But he's being slept on as one of the biggest offenses threats in baseball I mean he's our he leads the National League in home runs he's he's got over 10 RBIs this season and you know, here's the other thing. Chris Bryant's on the on the IL right now, and he went ice cold for a bit. But before, which is crazy, because I guess he's sleeping wrong. He slept wrong or something. And his back all <laughs> got all messed up or something like that. Um, but hey, that's that's a thing. Listen, when you guys get a little bit older, you will understand <laughs> that that is possible. I've heard. Yeah. I've heard getting. I've heard actually like people going to Denver and getting into Denver, especially altitude, the new thing. Like, there's a lot of factors that really can mess with sleep. So yeah, and again, I mean, it, it's it's important. I, I'm not saying I'm not I'm, I'm more saying that like Chris Bryant is out and before he was out was starting to struggle and the Rockies were all right. They was on that road trip in the Phillies. They were in but they were getting production from players you, you haven't expected this year. And all of their signings so far this year for the Rockies have made an impact. Chris Bryant hasn't left the yard yet, but his slash line overall has been was pretty darn good in, in April in the games that he played. And, you know, once this back comes back, he'll be coming in to make an impact. It's It's nice to see this Rockies team 
actually having, uh, you know, uh, somewhat of some depth. I don't think I, I, I still think we can we have to shudder at the word depth because the Rockies depth isn't really that good. It's just like, wow, uh, after the after the top of the order, the Rockies are getting production from their lineup, which hasn't been the same thing, especially because the Rockies best trade was sending Tapia to Toronto for 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 Gurchik, who has made a who huge knew? impact for the Rockies, both on both sides of the ball, which is crazy. Defense was something no one said talked anything about, and yet he's made probably the three best off, uh, defensive plays for the Rockies this year. That was something that I, I remember when that trade went down. I was like, "What are the Rockies doing?" Because I thought Tapia was better than Gritchick, but you're right. I mean, Gritchick has been very productive early on this season. Yeah, and it, the, the move was Rymel Tapia is a good player and can play a fine defense, but hits the ball on the ground 64% of the time. And Coors Field, a lot better when you hit the ball in the air. <laughs> and so, you know, for the Rockies to to get a, a solid player in Randall there and cash back as as well for, for Tapia. And Tapia gets to go and play, I think, in a place that's great for him in an environment that's going to be, I think, Tapia being around that offensive-minded club there in Toronto uh, is going to be great for his game. I think you're going to start seeing Tapia being able to put the ball uh, off the ground a little bit more and, and make an impact there. But, yeah, I mean, it, that's the thing. Everyone kind of said, huh. With the Rockies and and it's panned out so far, you know. But the, to 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 answer kind of the obvious question, if 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 I had a crystal ball and everything, uh, and, and reworked things, would I still like Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story on the left side of the infield with 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 maybe Brendan Rodgers and C.J. Crone to kind of mix everything up? Yeah, honestly, I I probably would. And the Rockies would be and and maybe in the instead of going with the big splash, Chris Bryant, you land a Castellanos or a Schwarber instead for a new look team that could keep those other big pieces that you had, but. As I continue to look on this, and, and it'll always suck. I mean, the, the the authentic Rockies jersey in my closet to Nolan Arenado jersey. I'll never I'll never not hate that trade. But Austin Gombers had two back to back great starts, and there and and uh, Montero, you saw him, the the big prospect on Sunday, comes up and gets two hits in his first debut. There's a lot to like there, and there's a lot of reasons that. But now that the pill has been swallowed, you kind of realize that. They, the window shut. The relationship soured, and honestly, it was best to move on and create a new. Rockies team and as much as it sucks for for me and a lot of Rockies fans that Nolan and Trevor and John Gray and DJ LeMayhew are all are all gone and impacting on other teams and as hard as that was and as much as a head scratcher I think the Rockies said Chris Bryant that we're going to sign the big new vet free agent guy Chris Bryant and he is going to forge the new way backed with all these people we really believe in because the Rockies spent more money than ever this offseason and it's paid off so far. You know, talking about that that spend because as, as a as a guy on the outside looking in, when especially when the Chris Bryant news came through, I really thought I was watching ESPN at the time. I really thought they screwed up. I'm like, that can't be right. That can't be real. Did you guys have any inclination that that something like that was going to come down? There was there was the talk. You know, there was always the big verified on Twitter. Chris Bryant's in the talks with the Rockies, and I'm like, great. That means someone has picked up the phone and talked to Chris Bryant. Wonderful. And when the contract, when Chris Bryant signs his contract, the Rockies number will come out and it'll be two years lower and a solid $50 million below whatever they were going to pay. Because it is, you're sitting there, you're like, you ju they just signed Nolan. They miss out on trying to get Trevor. They don't, you know, they don't offer John Gray a qualifying offer. But then they go. They did say that they were going to make a sign and make an impact. And, and Bill Schmidt comes out and says, here you go. I'm going to land one of the biggest fish in free agency. And, 
You know, I, I, I do think there's a little bit of, of truth to the whole he believes in the Rockies thing, but I think it was more of the, the length of contract and the, uh, you know, and, and a lot of other quality of life things. There was a lot of kind of, I think, player player speaking there. I believe in the team. I believe, you know, we can do this. But on the flip side, Chris Bryant is the type of guy to kind of bring in. He was the Cubs guy in a Cubs team that was historically laughed at and, you know, historically has the history of not getting to the big one. And then Chris Bryant plays a major role in getting the Cubs not only to the big one, but winning the big one. So I think the value of having a player like Chris Bryant was massive. And I think it's the Rockies saying that they didn't want to. They know how many people come to Coors Field every year and they didn't want to have their first. I think it started there. They didn't want to have the first season with no superstar. And that was what they were facing because Trevor Story wasn't coming back and Ryan McMahon and Brendan Rodgers aren't superstars. They're not going to get people to come into the seats. So, you know, you go out and, and, you, and you get Bryant. And then, and then from there, you go in and you're like, all right, let's fill in the gap with, with someone that we know can play defense in, in Jose Iglesias. And let's see if we can do what we've done to other people in their careers. Uh, Justin Morneau and, and others. Come to, come to Colorado and let's see if we can beef up your offense a little bit and, and help you out there. We have our two other two guys. We know Brendan Rodgers can play a mean defense. You know, is our guy in second base for now? I mean, his, his cold snap was I – mean, he that – he needed to play the Reds. Thank God. But, um, you know, and and then Ryan McMahon. And then, really, the the, the the diamond in the rough is sitting there at first base. There, I don't think there – I think there's a bunch of teams sitting out there really mad that they don't have C.J. Crone on their team right now. But he said in the offseason no one called him. So as soon as the Rockies gave offered the extension, he said, yeah, I'm in. Sign me up. And um, it's it's, it's – it was just it was great because Chris Bryant got signed and then they extend Freeland, you know, they extend Freeland. They trade for 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 uh, for for Grichik. They uh, bring in Iglesias. They bring in Chad Cool. And it's like, OK, well, then, you, uh, you know, Chris Bryant was the exciting one, but it was nice to see Rockies have have have, have an agreement with blah, 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 you know, in, on, on the offseason to a major league deal. And it wasn't, you know, not to some anyone from it wasn't Jamie Moyer coming in to pitch <laughs> at 41 years old, you know, as something like that. And, and and the Rockies finally spend in the offseason. They did what they didn't do when Nolan Arenado was here. That was the big that the big change between GMs, as we've seen, is is Bill Schmidt went to this offseason and said, I'm spending money not only on new players, but I'm re-signing people. I'm re-signing Crone, Senza, Kyle Freeland. I mean, every I mean, the Rockies are mostly under contract at this point there's i mean most of the starters for the rockies uh if they're not on arbitration or rookie deals or things of that nature are are re-signed for multiple years ryan mcmahon uh signs on for five years another five years so they the the chris bryant signing signaled the the rockies being able to create a core and a core that they believe in and a core that so far has been successful well, despite uh, the 24-8 to 8 aggregate score in these three games, that's also a very key difference between the two teams because the Reds have no one under contract plus uh, past the uh, 2023 season. So it's hilarious to see the differences in both sides. And I kind of want to get a little bit more thoughts from you because we saw the return on investment of the Kyle Freeland extension on Sunday. We'll talk about that. And you mentioned a bombshell in our uh, our little prep. So I, I want to hear this bombshell coming up. But first, what's your favorite Bilt Bar flavor? Paul, Steve, what are you thinking? Cherries Barcia, baby. 
I like the peanut butter brownie. That's one is my favorite. If it's got brownie in it, just sign me up. Yes, the brownies and the puffs. I'm a huge puff guy. I love. I I was just having some banana cream puff this morning. Uh, banana cream pie puff that was phenomenal. A, a protein packed marshmallow. I, I don't know how Built Bar does what they do. They've got brownies, like you mentioned. They've also got some great flavors like Cherry Barcia, which was my favorite until I had a puff. And then the puffs just took over my mind. I don't know. Something about the average 130 calories and up to 18 grams of protein. And it's a marshmallow that's covered in 100% real chocolate. All of their bars are. When you're talking about milk chocolate, dark chocolate, white chocolate, they've got it all. Check them out at Built.com. Plus, they've got this great promo code, Steve. What's that promo code? I believe he'd be saying locked 15 if he wasn't on mute right now. <laughs> I would be saying locked 15 because I was on mute right now. Is. Yeah, exactly. That's he was blown built. away by the amount of options and flavors available well, at Bill.com. Actually, actually I was, was sitting here wondering what was going to be higher, the Reds team batting average or the calorie count in a built bar. I'm, uh, I think it's still pondering. I think it's still the Reds team batting average, but only by like a couple of points. Uh, yeah, hopefully that comes up. But I'll tell you what, you can check out all the great options at Built.com. And like we said, Locked 15, that'll save you 15% off your next order of the amazing Built Bar. All right. Um, yeah, series sweep 24 to 8. The Reds absolutely got destroyed. I'm trying to find a positive. Armas Garcia kind of looked all right behind the plate. I mean, I guess he had that, he, you know, he threw out a runner. Uh, he hit a home run. Um, but Power hitter time, Brandon Drury. Yeah, okay. Some late runs, go. yeah. Yeah, I love Brandon Drury. He's he's looked all right. And, and I'll be honest, I'm wearing this shirt to will this into existence because our man Joey has been struggling, and he struggled on Sunday as well. And a lot of that had to do with Kyle Freeland. Kyle Freeland pitched phenomenal in that Sunday start, and it was kind of easy whenever you take the mound in the second inning with a 6 nothing lead. You can just kind of go out there and do your thing. But he did. He, he did not let the Reds get back into this game. The fact that they signed him to an extension a couple of weeks ago just has to compound the whole idea of the fact that the Rockies are keeping this guy. Yep. Longest start of the year goes seven innings uh, for the first time this season. And I believe he got to seven. I believe he got to the seventh on like 80 pitches yesterday or yeah. something like that, too. He was incredibly efficient because that's the one thing. Uh, but the, the, the Reds have fallen victim to what the Rockies love about Kyle Freeland. And he can get ground ball double plays like the best of them, man. Kyle Freeland is so good. And when he needs that ground ball and he can get it and and and. That's the, it's a risk that the Rockies are are are, are running because I my buddy who uh, who is also a, a deep Rockies fan deep into the numbers calls is worried that that Kyle Freeland kind of be like a Jeff Francis 2.0 uh, where where he'll he'll have a couple of great seasons but once he starts or once he loses the ability to miss bats he's going to struggle but uh, you know I think what I think Kyle Freeland is in a different era than Jeff Francis was and have some access to some better pitching and and, and better knowledge where he can do that but if he can continue to help the main reason the Rockies have turned so many double plays is because of the philosophy of their pitchers both Antonio Sensatella and Kyle Freeland but yeah Freeland uh it comes with with his best start of the season you know and, and again Kyle Freeland's going to give up some hits Kyle Freeland might give up a run but he's going to keep you very much in a game like you're going to take of uh 
you're gonna take a uh, you, you'll take a seven inning four hit one run uh, a one walk four strikeout game every day of the week. Especially you're not asking Kyle Freeland to be your one to you're asking him to be your three at most. Kyle Freeland's going to, why, I don't know why technically he's the one in the Rockies rotation. If you look at how it started this year, he is technically the one because he started the season and they haven't readjusted that since. But uh, he he's really, it's, it's just a cool story. Colorado kid, pitched in Colorado, has done a couple opening days. He's super involved in the community. It's just one of those players where it's like, it's a good amount of money for a good player. You really don't need to sit there and, 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 get too too up in arms about any of it honestly you know one of the things with uh watching colorado that was that's kind of exciting is i i really felt a kinship with the fan with the fan base you know trying to you know put myself in a position of what it will be like one day if if the reds <laughs> actually do do something like this because for you guys i mean you know you you've run the the gamut on the names and and all of these players and all of these things. And, you know, Jeff and I keep talking about the fact that for the Reds, it could be 2024. They've gone out, they've made all these trades, they brought in all these prospects. We've got all these guys whose target starts are 23, 24. You know, it's possible that the Cincinnati Reds will have the lowest payroll and the best record in baseball at the same time. If if 90% of, of what's on paper right now um, actually comes anywhere close to being who we think they're going to be. Um, mm-hmm. They could be very, very good. And, and, you know, Jeff and I have been talking a lot about continuing to find optimism. And for me, that's where the optimism is right now. I want the young guys playing. I want to see what we've got, you know. But what that means is we're going to go out there and get our butts handed to us like just happened in Colorado. I, and just just own up to that. I think that's important. I think as a, as a baseball, as a front office, your job is to not sugarcoat it. And I think to just feed... To to come in and be uh, be mean, be angry about it, and uh, and say, oh, where are you gonna go? Look at me, I'm the big I'm the big billionaire guy. Like, oh, where else are you gonna go? You're not gonna go watch baseball in Cleveland, are you? Like, you know, you're gonna stay here in Cincy, and it's like, I that's. What I despised about how the how it how things panned out in the Bridage era of of Rockies baseball was he was behind the scenes. He didn't like talking to media. They didn't tell anybody anything. There wasn't any transparency. And I'm not saying Bill Schmidt is anything better, but he's actually gone out and talked more about the plan and done more about the process, other than basically just nitpicking Nolan Arenado and his players behind closed doors and and, and things of that nature. I mean, Rockies fans are loyal because watching baseball in Colorado is beautiful all the time. I mean, the Rockies have always been a top 10 in a 10 team in attendance, even when their team is bad. It's also because, you know, half the States from California and Texas at this point. So or in Chicago, so whenever the other teams roll into town, uh, they're always there. And, you know, but it's frustrating as fans too. last year, especially when Dodgers fans roll into your town and it's let's go Dodgers, let's go giants, let's go Padres that rings out at Coors field. And it's not let's go Rockies. So it's, it, it, it takes a lot to, to to mend that relationship with with your fans, and the Reds have a lot of work to do. But I think it starts by just having an, an and being understanding and realistic about the team, and being real with your fans. Because, like, let's be honest, I don't. When it comes to like, I, and I'm not a big business guy, but if I'm in the Reds season ticket department, I'm not as worried about bringing season ticket holders back as I am if I'm. Or in the Rays organization, if they uh, fall off and, and go back to where they are, or in the Orioles, for example, because the Reds have such deep 
history and just own up just own up to it ride through some tough times and people are still going to come and want to watch the ball game on the river on a beautiful day in Cincinnati they're going to come and want to see you know the Reds might not have the superstar but they'll want to come see you know the rest of the you know the big names in the rest of the division there's a third baseman we've talked about a couple of times you know and some and plenty of other teams that roll into town I just think baseball teams need to be more real about that but I think it's so hard because it's a business and and the Rockies avoid literally avoid using the word rebuild because it's bad for business but it's also bad for business if you don't tell people what's going on and, and feed them kind of a, a, cro- a crock of crap and, yeah. and say like hey this is own up to your team and say this is our plan we know it's not going to be the most competitive and not that's what I was worried about the Rockies going into this year if they didn't get Chris Bryant they were going to field us the, the the team that we've seen you know Right without Chris Bryant and be like, this team's going to go against the Dodgers and take them down in a seven game series in the playoffs. It's like, no, no, they're not. <laughs> but now, you know, like we're not dumb that, you know, baseball fans are. I know the, the true baseball fans aren't dumb and they will understand the process. And 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 mediocre baseball fans. Just invite them for a five dollar ticket night and a cheap hot dog night, and they're gonna be there. And that'll buy you time till twenty twenty four. When then it works out great for your business if you have the lowest payroll in baseball and the most wins. I think you can manage those murky waters by just being real with your fans to get to that point. And that's that's just what it boils down to. They, they don't want to treat us like we're adults here. Like they don't want to treat us like we've watched a game of baseball. In the last 10 years, because this team lost so much talent and for them to show up and say, no, this isn't a rebuild, which, by the way, there are some things that make it seem like the Reds really believed it wasn't a rebuild, like the whole terrible month is buoyed by the fact that the Reds, according to baseball reference, had the fourth oldest lineup in Major League Baseball, their average age of people in the lineup at 30 years old, like that's not a rebuild kind of statistic. That's a, we're trying to win now. We're trying to build for the playoffs. We're trying to compete. And if you're trying to compete and you go three and 19, oh my, there's a lot more questions than answers. And the questions aren't super nice because we're talking about a team that decided it didn't need its all-star in Jesse Winker and its all-star in Eugenio Suarez. And it needed a pitcher who's not going to pitch until July and Justin Dunn. And it might not even be until August at this point. Who knows? We'll have to see Jake Fraley. He's on the IL right now. He struggled to begin the year and you've got a pitching prospect in Brandon Williamson, who a lot of people said, well, yeah, he's got a wide range of outcomes when it comes to, what his major league value is going to be. So I I worry about some aspects of this team, but I am with Steve, the positives. I mean, the Dayton dragons just won yesterday and they are 16 and five. That's the reds high a affiliate. For those who don't know the guys record in minor league baseball. Yes. Best record in minor league baseball. And you're talking about Ellie De La Cruz, a generational talent, Connor Phillips, the player to be named later in that Seattle deal that as of right now, looks like the best player in that deal. And you've got some other dudes down there like Reese Hines that are super, super exciting. And we can't wait to see here, but, what do you do with the major league team up to this point? Because there's been a lot of retreads that are coming through on the positional side of things. You've got Buck Farmer pitching key innings for the Reds out of the bullpen. You've got some guys that we're really not sure about who are in the starting rotation. Like, 
okay, Connor Overton had a nice start the other day, but are we really going to hinge on him every fifth day? Like, I want to see the young guys play more, and I feel like that's something that they just haven't done to this point. You feel so much better in in a situation like the Reds when these players, like, you just have to be real about some of these vets. Like, I, I actually tweeted at, at Locked On Orioles about this today because they were like, "What what is Chris Owings doing getting playing? I can't remember over, uh, you know, what dirt does Chris Owings have on this guy? Uh, <laughs> and, and I tweeted back, it's like, ah, Chris Owings taking playing time away from, from young players. Uh, I, I've been there, done that. It's it's and you know you meant we mentioned the big hot take. This is where this is why you trade Joey Votto. Just embrace your young yeah. guys. Get them up here facing these crazy pitchers. Let them let them struggle. You know it's just take the ride. And then two years you have some of these the guys that have come up and played through this tough one are going to be your vets that are then going to help your younger guys and that's going to help everything move on in the direction. Just be real. That's all I'm like. Real fans understand and real fans know that I think it's better. I think that I think more ownerships, more teams need to have real relationships with their fans, especially in markets like Cincinnati and like Colorado. I think Denver is is losing the ability to say it's a small market team. I think that's honestly not is becoming a a, a, a thing that we can't allow our teams to lean on. Um, but a team like Cincinnati, I think just having the realistic be like, hey, Yep, you know what? We just don't think it's in the cards. We're not going to be able to get Castellanos and Winker and Suarez for a long-term thing. We think that this is going to be the best move forward. Why you didn't trade Castellanos is a different question. But if, if that was what you thought. But but again, you can't sit there as, as Reds fans and feel good about it if someone's taking playing time and they're not bringing back players they should have and not calling fan favorites and, and, and they're doing... When you make the Winker... A Eugenio trade, that is when you start saying it's the, the ship has sailed. I mean, because how can you sell that other than because we talk about Joey Votto struggling, but who's hitting around Joey Votto right now? Jonathan <laughs> right. India just got hurt, and and he's only, a, I mean, he's he's a young guy. I mean, you still have to expect like great rookie, I believe rookie of the year, wasn't he? Mm -hmm. yeah, correct. Yeah, rookie of the year, awesome, but it's baseball. I mean, let's be real. Like, you know, regressions happen. Like, I mean, it's and it's April. Like, but when you're looking at poor Joey Votto, who the who is backing Joey? Who is hitting behind or before Joey Votto to kind of get the momentum and the energy? It's time to time to just be real about everything with the Reds, and I wish more teams did that. I, I don't know. You guys can help me out. Is it would trading Joey Votto end Reds fans for for this season? Like, no, would that, is, is Joey no. Votto the last reason people are coming to the ballpark? No. As as a matter of fact, the hardcore Reds fans have been saying all along this season that. Uh, they should trade Joey Votto. Joey Votto, in fact, and he was asked. And and he said all the right things as far as, you know, I signed a contract. I plan on honoring it. Uh, management has not approached me about right. a trade, and I'm not going to them. Right. So for Joey, you know, I'm with you 100%. Trade him. Get him out of here. Let him go get a win. Because I have to imagine right now, when he walks into the clubhouse, he's doing his best uh, Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon impersonation. And he walks in and looks around the room and goes, I am getting too old for this shit. <laughs> you know, I just I, I just really think that's what's happening. I mean, yeah. I can't imagine that he's having a good time even coming to the ballpark right now. 
No, I, especially, I mean, especially, and you go on the road and you're away from the family. I'm glad that he's, I'm glad that he's getting on, kind of embracing the Joey Votto-ness and, and doing the Twitter stuff and being, and we are getting our fun Joey Votto because watching Joey Votto be frustrated in the dugout isn't fun for me. I'm, mm. uh, you know, a, as a baseball fan, like that's him sitting there frustrating, staring at an iPad instead of hooping and hollering in a dugout for with what he does after he just hit his seventh home run in three games or whatever he did last year um but yeah you know i mean i guess my 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 last thing is man i i feel for the reds it's and i feel for reds fans i'm an I'm ou bobcat here work for a flagship uh you know a network affiliate for the reds and stuff i have a very big soft spot soft spot for cincinnati and i just i i hope that the i hope it's at least some fun stuff this season because uh Man, I just that just is it's tough, man. Sports sports can be draining and, and, and it's okay to turn the reds off if if you need to. And not but not locked on reds. You can't turn locked on reds off. You get all your get if you don't want to watch the game, you can at least stay up to date with the games with, with, with these two here. But man, I'm rooting for Cincinnati. I'm always rooting for Cincinnati, near and dear. Very cool place. Well, that's probably a great spot to go ahead and wrap it up for today. Uh, he's Paul Holden, Locked on Rockies. I'm Steve Offenbaker. That's Jeff Carr. Uh, you can get all of your baseball information from us right here on the Locked on Podcast Network. Uh, you, we thank you for making Locked on Reds and Locked on Rockies your first listens of the day. Now head over to Locked on MLB and make them your second listen. Paul Francis Sullivan, but please call him Sully, gives you his unique perspective on Major League Baseball, both past and present, each and every day, free and available wherever you get your podcast just like Locked on Rockies and just like Locked on Reds. Uh, For Jeff Carr and Paul Holden, I'm Steve Offenbaker, and we will talk to you tomorrow where we are always locked on. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.